La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum. Bonjour, Mike. Bonjour. Oh. Right, we're ready to rock. That's good. That's good. Yes. How are you? How are you, Mike? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Guess what? Yeah, finally. Top 14 is back after six months. Wait, it's been way too long. So um, I, I don't know about you, but I wasn't able to watch any games, unfortunately, because no games are being, watched, are being um, uh, shown on English TV. Despite the fact there are lots of foreign players playing for the uh, for the top 14, but what I did instead is I listened to the French um, online um, radio from oh, yeah. LNR, yeah. yes, which is yeah. free, which was which uh, which worked really well for me. But you know, for our English listeners, yeah. you see, it's all in French. Completely, 100%. So if you want to brush up your rugby French, you know, listen to it. But uh... Yeah. Well, I spoke to the LNR, you know, the, the body that, that runs French club rugby, and, and they told me that no UK broadcasters have actually taken up the coverage, which, which they'd really like them to do, um, which is a real shame because, as you say, there, there's definitely a big audience over here. Lots of people are interested, and particularly with, you know, a lot of English, Welsh, Scottish players on the scene. I'm really surprised somebody like Sky or Premier Sports or even BT, you know, wouldn't take up at least the highlights package. But um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be forthcoming. Yeah, that's strange. Oh, well, so it will be a job for us soon, you know, Mike, you know, yeah, <laughs> so like that's that's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so how was how was your, your weekend? I believe you you went to support um, uh, Queen's. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was, uh, it was a government trial. Um, the first um, rugby match to have a have a crowd since the the virus started there were 2700 at, at the stoop for harlequins against bath in in the um, gallagher premiership and it was a lovely occasion you know, it was a lovely sunny day it was an entertaining match and it was just nice to be there with fans cheering you know it just felt really lovely to to have sort of proper rugby back and i must say harlequins organized it brilliantly there was social distancing you know everybody wore face masks so i think it was it was a real success and hopefully you know rugby can build on that now and 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 let sort of more and more spectators back as things improve i agree with you uh, as you know you know in france you know they've already you know invited you know a small amount of um, supporters so yeah. i think the the one the 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 team that had the most supporters were Clermont. They were okay. allowed to have ten thousand supporters, followed yeah. by Brive nine thousand. Uh, I believe it was five thousand for for Montpellier because it okay. is in the red zone. But yeah. oh, talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> issues, you might have heard, you know. Um, uh, as a joke, you know, more uh, Altrad forgot to pay his electricity yes, electricity bill. <laughs> Three despite... minutes into the game. Yeah, he's a billionaire, but somehow, you know, <laughs> ten minutes into the game, wow, cut off. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, Montpellier were in totally in the dark, weren't they? During the second half, they they fell apart after after having a really you know sort of impressive lead at half time. Uh, absolutely, I re I don't know what happened. You know, maybe they were uh, overconfident, so they didn't put enough diesel or, or petrol yeah. into into the engine. You know, they felt that they were lagging behind. 
Uh, and Po, I absolutely love Po because um, they are, you know, they are ranked, uh, I think, nine. Yeah. No, sorry, they are ranked 10. You know, Montpellier is only uh, one one uh, step above of them. But, uh, you know... Yeah, they did... they're one of those unfashionable clubs, aren't they? That yeah. Of, uh, but talking about um, the game, you said they were 23-10 up at half-time. But um, on another matter, the, the fly-half, uh, Montpellier fly-half, Andre Pollard, who is the springbok number 10, there's been rumours that he was about to join Bath, but he's come out and said his family love it in Montpellier. They love it where they are. He intends to see out his two-year contract, and actually, he hopes to stay even longer. So that's that's good news for Montpellier fans. To be honest with you, I think it's probably safer for him to stay in the top fourteen than <laughs> moving yeah, to the absolutely. Premier League. Yeah. Um, and you know, the lifestyle in France—you can, you can't beat, you know, living in Montpellier, one of oh. the nicest town in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, be, be a bit warmer than Bath uh, in December, I should think. Exactly, you can still go to the beach, and uh, yeah. So basically, to I mean, in, in summary, you know, the indiscipline um, got Montpellier. Uh, yeah, they got two yellow cards, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yes, and uh, this is the reason why you know um, Stade Section Paloise won the game was it happened in the last dying seconds yeah. of the game when yeah. they won that penalty, and it was a massive shock. I don't think uh, I tried must have been very very happy <laughs> with the with the outcome. You know, being you know oh. defeated at the fortress, but uh, yeah, that's a brave refereeing decision as well, actually, isn't it? You know, in, in Mont. Pellier to give that to the opposition that referee's got some cojones <laughs> yeah oh gosh <laughs> oh dear. so what what was what do you think was the most interesting game you know that you you were involved in oh my goodness i had such a great night on sunday evening <laughs> you should have heard me as i said i was sh- shouting <laughs> at the radio um so i was listening to the um clermont uh, against um, against Toulouse, you know, well, they were at yeah, home. Yeah. And Clermont never, ever lost a game <laughs> at home against Toulouse yeah. in the last 15 years uh, since Top 14 was, uh, was set up. And uh, uh, Toulouse, you know, bad luck, you know, they were, they haven't had a chance, you know, to perform as well as they could, you know, the friendlies, and they uh, they got they got left behind. During halftime, it was a terrible score, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. 23 to 5. And I don't know what happened again during the the halftime. You know, maybe they they drank some some magic potions, <laughs> <laughs> espresso, or something from from uh, from their countries. From but um, they they really um, got alive again. And uh, yeah, despite... two red two red cards as well for Toulouse, isn't it? Richie oh. Arnold and uh, so I don't even pronounce it or Sifa Takori. Um, yes, uh, yeah, I mean. Yes. And, yet they, and yet they scored that try from Dupont, you know, 95-yard, you know, brilliant, brilliant run, wasn't it? When they were down to 13 men. You know, that's what I would call in history rugby porn. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it all started with the audacity from Ramos, you know, yeah. uh, um, oh, giving away. The legs, yeah. Yes, the pass between the legs. Oh. And the wonderful 95-meter run, you know, from Antoine Dupont. (laughs) Yes, he's not very tall, but my God, he's fast. Yeah, he's really becoming a a world-class player, isn't he, Dupont? He really is a class act. Yes, he's only 22, but, you know, of course, he would be... um, Will be recalled, you know, for for the French team, and him and Tamak are, you know, they oh, are, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I think I think they'll be in the French team for years to come if they yeah. if they keep their form. Yeah, wonderful partnership. Yeah, it's a marriage made in heaven. Yeah, I think you're right. Unless yeah. you're Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was such a nice time when once oh. when France won against the Wales in February. Yeah, it was nice for you. I wasn't so nice for me. <laughs> sat in the Principality Stadium. <laughs> oh dear, but you have Uncle Phila as well. So yeah. And Arnold and Takiri both got a one-week ban, haven't they? Correct. So, yeah. uh, and it started from last week, basically. So they are back. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, one-week ban. So you yeah, hardly miss anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, which other games did you, you hear about, um, Mike? Well, Stade Rochelet or La Rochelle, as mm-hmm. us Brits call it, against Toulon. Now that was a that was a game and a half as well, wasn't it? Eight thousand mm-hmm. supporters, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Starred Marcel de Flandre on the Atlantic coast. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, strong defence from La, from La Rochelle and hundredth uh, game for Victor Vito. Um, I know, incredible. Yeah, so and he started. I mean, he started in Toulon as well, so it was very interesting yeah. for him to beat his club. You know, he had a secret what smile a great, inside him. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, and two, you know, two yellow cards for Toulon, one for La Rochelle. You know, discipline seemed to be the. Uh, the watchword of the weekend. But uh, ironically, the Toulon defeat puts them at the bottom of the table on points difference. But uh, talking of discipline, you know, five penalties each for um, Baptiste Serin and West. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. were, a, were a different class, really, I think. And, the, you know, they, they deserved the win. But Toulon showed a lack of discipline. They, they didn't really look too organised, did they? No, um, it was messy. It was messy. Uh, but what I really liked, and I was very, very happy, was for Mathieu Bastaro, that you know very well. Yes, yes, um, yeah, Mathieu, who scored a try, you know, from a new position, was amazing. Because I think last time he played for Lyon was 15 months ago. After yeah, his, uh, yeah. And then he went to New York and it was absolutely amazing. So it's one. Oh, it was very much like a doodle. <laughs> You know, it was, there... yeah, and a lovely five-yard run. Nobody's going to stop him from from five yards, are they? Nobody can. You know, I think it's a bit, it's a bit like a Vinipola. You know, once yeah, you know the yeah. machine is on, you can't. It's just like a bulldozer. You know, <laughs> and of course, your Saracens man making his. Uh, debut in the top 14 yes that's right that's right you're talking about uh, Titi La Mositelle <laughs> with with his have you seen his new haircut wow no, he's, no. he's got um, he's got a, a blonde uh, mohawk oh okay wow yeah, I don't know. He wants you to have a change, I see. I suppose. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to wear that in North London, would he? He'd probably get away with it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Did I say right? Was it Titi or was it uh, Will Skelton? Will Skelton, wouldn't it? Yeah. I do apologize, Will Skelton. You know, it's Titi who went to the another club. Um, yeah, no, Will. Will started. You know, the very first time for the very first time. You know, his first game in the top fourteen. Yeah. So. But- Bad injury to Anthony Bello, wasn't it? He tore his um, anterior cruciate ligament. Yes. Yeah, so he'll be out for two months, which is such a shame. I've, I really, I've really got high hopes for that guy. You know, he's a, he's a young lad and he's mm-hmm. um, he's got a lot of talent. I think, you know, sooner or later we'll see him uh, making an impression in the in the French team. I think. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yes. Um, but anyway, overall, you know, Colazzo, who is the head coach of Toulon, was very disappointed by his team. And yeah. he said, he, he did a bit of a, like a morad, actually. He said to <laughs> during, oh, the, during the press conference, he said, you know what? 
my my players, you know, they don't even have to fly back. They can walk or they can oh, run home no, because yeah, they're not tired. Oh ah, so God. this is so that's typical Murad, Murad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just to let you know, you know, uh, Murad, you know, in, is no longer part of uh, of um, of the Toulon now. You know, it's been taken over by Le Maître. Uh, yes, ninety-five percent share. So, uh, yes, a brand new, brand new era. No more bad boy from. I thought it was. I thought he was very quiet. I thought maybe he had sort of sore throat or something. I hadn't heard anything from him. <laughs> maybe a little bit of COVID. No, uh, yeah, no. It's been uh, officialized in, in February this year, but because obviously of the situation, you know, with the COVID and so on, you know, it went a bit quiet. But yeah, I'm sure they will will find a new bad boy in French rugby. Oh, no, yeah, that's that's for sure. So what about Ajahn, Ajahn and Castro then? Very interesting game. So, um, as you know, Ajahn was struggling last season. Yeah, you know, they bottom, bottom, aren't they? Yeah. bottom of the top 14. Um, and Castro were, actually, they were much better, much healthier. They were ranked nine between Montpellier and Brive. And Castro is one to watch. They are a very, very ambitious club. Their aim uh, is their long-term aim and ambition is to finish in the top six. So, okay. one to watch. Uh, but... I feel really sorry for Aja because you know they were doing they were playing really well. They were leading mm. twenty-two to seventeen ten uh, ten minutes before the end of the game. But they, they really showed some um, indiscipline, unfortunately. They collected seven penalties in the save in the yeah. in the last ten minutes. And uh, yeah, it was very sad. But however, why the new Wonder Boy yeah. Star is born, la pépite, like the French media like calling him, you know, Gabriel Ibotoyeu, uh, really hit the ground running and scored two tries and one assist try as well. And wow. uh, yes, it is a really interesting player because he's only 22 years old, is he's from North London. Yeah, he played for Harlequins, didn't he? He did, and he played yeah. also for the under twenty England. He's been spotted by uh, yeah. by Eddie Jones. He trained with the professional with the Premier League. But he, he, you know, he did say, you know, he always wanted to play for a French team, and you know, it's a great experience for him at such a young age. And yeah, he would make a, um, a name for himself. He's, he has already made a name for himself. I think, were... I think there is one problem with him, though, and that's he's he's an Arsenal supporter, isn't he? Oh yes. <laughs> what can I say? He's my man. He's yeah, like Hugo Monet, you know, he's a massive Arsenal fan, you know, that and also he's sporting hero is Thierry Henry, like me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we got lots of common points. So I'm sure I'll 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 see whether I can speak with him in a few few weeks' times anyway, if we can have him on our pod. That would be great. Yeah, well I'll tell you what, Leon and Leon played Racing. Uh, and Racing won 27-23. It wasn't a great match, but, um, uh, you know, Racing racing won it. Um, and as you say, Basta was back. He scored a try along with uh, Joshua Tuisova, two ex-Toulon favourites. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was an Argentinian and a Scotsman that, that won the day for Racing. Juan Nimoff and Finn Russell scored tries for, for Racing along with, with Dupichot. Um yeah, a job well done. A win's a win, and all that. Um, and it's, it's been a long time since 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 Racing won at Lyon, so I think they'll be uh, they'll be happy with that for sure. Yes, yeah, job done, absolutely. They uh, need it to be there. And tonight they're playing against uh, Montpellier. 
yeah, that should be an interesting, interesting match, I think. Mm. And yeah, going on to Breve, they faced uh, uh, Bayonne. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another, another sort of uh, indiscipline, as I say, seemed to be the the watchword this weekend. Bayonne collected uh, three yellow cards, and uh, you know, good work for Breve. They're top of the top fourteen. They won um, forty-two twenty-three. Uh, 21 points coming from penalties, going into the indiscipline thing again. Uh, very costly for Bayonne. And um, they now face um, Poe, I believe, or Selection Paloise. Section Paloise. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about um, Cass. Cass is yeah. going to face, and Brive is actually going to face. Um, uh, Bordeaux Bègle. Yes, that's right. This weekend. That's right. Excellent. And um, and w- what's going to happen to the Stade Français versus Cast? Is it on? Is is it back on? Yes, on Sunday, I believe, um, at seven o'clock at the Stade Pierre Fabre. So nice, so nice to see uh, Stade Français back, back. Uh, yeah, yeah, back in their pink shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to, to to tell you that I've been busy as well this week. I had the opportunity to, to speak with uh, with the top fourteen players, as oh, I mentioned okay. to you. Yes. So <laughs> I, I know him actually from his days at uh, Saracen. He's a young, uh, loose head prop. Is uh, he measures one meter ninety? His weight is one hundred ninety eight kilo. Is as much as me. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is actually got to, uh, we've got we have something in common. We were born the same day, but oh, not really? but not the same year, of course. <laughs> you are much older than him. Just That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> just a bit. Um, so uh, he was born on the 29th of December, and you know who shares a birthday with us? No, go on, tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of the random fact that I know, but is it somebody famous? Yeah. Yes, of course, Brendan Vetter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So every year, every birthday, you know, I sent a message on Twitter, you know, to Brendan and he likes it and, and so on. So, yeah. Well, that, that... I, can, I can top that. Do you know who I share my birthday with? I don't know. Uh, Nigel Owen? No, no, even better. My birthday's February the 14th, okay? Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, same day as Philippe Seller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you sent a few ex- messages hero, as my well. Absolute hero! What a wonderful player. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll have him soon as well in one hour podcast as well. So, um, so basically, so he plays for as a loose head prop, and uh, yes. So let's listen to to the podcast to the to his interview with me. How long have you been playing for Brive now? <laughs> Uh, so this is my second season at Breve. Um, I joined uh, from Saracens uh, last year, mm-hmm. uh, start of last season, um, and we're just going into my second season now. And uh, it's been two years, so can you speak French now? <laughs> so I, I can understand it uh, a little, um, and I can get by. I can ask for where places are, or if I'm in a shop, I can ask for uh, <laughs> uh, you know a coffee and stuff, but. Um, in terms of uh, actually having a conversation, it, it's uh, still a little bit tricky for myself. <laughs> it would come, it would come. I believe your, your coach, Jeremy Davidson, you know, speaks really well French, but he used to be the coach for Aurillac, so he's been living in, the, uh, in France for quite a while. So, 
Yeah, yeah. He's he's been um, in and around the scene uh, for a long time. He's been a coach uh, for brief for a good number of years now. But um, he was also a. Um, I think for some reason I feel it's like Perpignan or somewhere like that. Um, but he also he he knows Mark McCall very well. Um, so obviously, when the transition from me leaving Saracens to to Breve was happening, it was um, it was good because he he caught up with Mark McCall and obviously discussed me and uh, how I play and how I I want to obviously push on. Very good, and I remember uh, that um, saying to Mark McCall a few few years ago that. Uh, He used to play for French team as well. So I've asked him, so Mark, how is your French these days? But he, he just laughed. Yeah, to be fair, his French is probably still better than mine. But <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, he did play over here for a few years. Um, I think that's where they, they may have played together, also back yeah. in Ireland. Excellent. Yes, because um, um, Jeremy is from um, North um North Island, I believe, from Belfast yeah, as well, yeah. like Mark. So, yeah. do you train in French or in English? Or is it a mixture of both now? Uh, it, it's a mixture. So, all of our moves um, and plays, etc., are, are in French. Um, so, in terms of understanding uh, different roles um, from our tens to our nines, uh, called in French, um, it, it's... It, yeah, it's all in French, so um, we have to understand that our line-out calls the same as well is is numbers, uh, French numbers. So we have to understand all the numbers. Um, in terms of meetings and stuff like that, um, because we have quite a well, Jeremy is very good with uh, the the language. He is um, he he'll speak in French for the first couple of minutes to tell the French lads. He'll then translate to English um, for the foreign players because we have a few Fijians. Um, we have South Africans. We have we have players from all over the place. So, in terms of like the language, it's quite good from the club because we've got a, a good um, understanding from the coaching staff, as it's foreign foreign coaching staff that, that they can help us and translate everything. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And what are the main differences you think between playing at Brive and with Saracen? Um, what, well, for for me, the biggest difference um, I would say personally is the structure kind of side of it. Um, the way you play the game is, is completely different. Um, it's a lot more open. It's quicker. Um, you don't have an individual role throughout the whole game. You kind of fall into this place of chucking the ball around and playing um, some wild rugby almost. Um, whereas it's at Saracens and in, I think in the whole of the Premiership, you have uh, an understanding of your individual role and w where you're going to be post first phase, second phase. You know if you're going to be carrying the ball. Um, obviously, there's an element to that in France. You know that you're going to be in the first ruck or something like that. But after that, I think it's a little more, okay, let's just play rugby and whatever, uh, rather, <laughs> rather than structured, okay, we know we're going to kick on this phase and chase and defend and then get the ball back. You know, it's, it's a bit more structured and you are, you understand um, kind of the reason why. I think, I think as well, it, it gives you that element of um, understanding the game um, better for myself because I've come from a different kind of style of rugby. So I understand uh, the structure side of it as well as uh, the gameplay and understanding now 
just it falling into place and just chucking the ball about and and you know and playing against French teams that really want to just run a lot. Mm-hmm. And which style do you prefer, Aidan? You, pref- you prefer the, the, the English uh, game or the French flair of playing rugby? <laughs> Probably uh, not say too much. No, um, obviously, I, I, I enjoy both. Um, I, th- I think I've played a few games, well, I did a bit in the Premiership, as you know, um, and I did enjoy it massively. Um, I don't know if I've played enough in the Premiership to really fully understand... Uh, what I prefer, um, but I, I, I hopefully I can um, in a few years um, get that opportunity and, and go from there. But I, th- I think it's at the minute they're very close together. You know, the the good thing with someone like myself who's changed from a number eight, number six, second row um, to go to France and play out there in a a dominant uh, scrummaging um, teams. It's allowed me to understand what I need to do in the scrum. Also, um, allowed to play the way I do when I was when I was a back row. So I was able. To, I'm able to get around the park and make tackles, make carries, just as much as I did when I was playing a back row in France because it's a lot more open. Where if, if in the UK and I I, I change position. It, it's uh, a little bit more restrictive because, like I said, the structure. So I know I'm not going to be in that phase to carry the ball because I know where I'm going. Um, so I think I think there's an element of both both of them that I, I really enjoy. Uh, to say I prefer, I, I, don't, I can't really say. I, yeah, I, I don't really know fully yet what I prefer. Maybe maybe after this season, we, I can make a bit of a decision. <laughs> I bet there is something you definitely like about France. Probably the weather, the lifestyle. Uh, nice, nice part of the world you are living in in uh, in France, La Corrèze, in between, um, not far from Clermont and not far. From no, Paris yeah, an hour from well. Clermont. Yeah, no, it is it is a beautiful place, and obviously last summer we had highs of what forty odd. Um, this this summer we've had forty thirty nine. Um, so it's been real hot. Um, last summer and this summer are completely different because I've now got a baby. <laughs> so uh, obviously my my partner was heavily pregnant last year. So she was in the pool nonstop. But now we've got a little one. So we've had to invest in some aircon units um, to make sure the baby's happy. Um, and then, yeah, you know, it's, um, it, it is a nice place and the, the lifestyle is, is, is great. Um, Breve is very small though, so it's it's quite nice as you've got uh, Clermont and Toulouse is two hours away, Bordeaux is two and a half hours away, Montpellier is four, four and a half hours away. Um, so it's you know th- there's a lot of places near, so it's nice to go out on day trips. Um, me and my partner are also getting married in France in 2022 as well, so it's it's quite nice because we we've been able to view the chateau that's an hour away from us um, and book that and get that all sorted. So it's quite nice with. You know, you, you get to do a lot of different things. Magical. Which Saracens player do you miss the most? Oh, which Saracens player do I miss the most? Uh, <laughs> that's, a t- that's a tough question. Um, who do I miss? Who do I miss? Your former roommates, maybe? Uh, nah, not them. None of them. Nothing but a pain in the backside, them lot. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, I, I, I appreciate 
Duncan Taylor. I like the way he is with the boys and just so relaxed and the way he goes about his business. He's I miss him. He's quite he's quite a good boy to have around. Um, but there, there's so there's so many of them. I, I I think in a team game like rugby, you don't really have individual people that you you miss. It's more like everyone because you have that culture. Especially at Saracens, it's such a a good culture. Um, well, but I think it's a good culture anywhere you play or anywhere you've you, you kind of you are. It's a good culture to have all the boys you know individually, different people for different things. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, any thoughts regarding uh, playing against Bordeaux on th- this weekend? How yeah, prepared this weekend. are you? Yes. Uh, no, no. I think for a team like Breve, we've got to be unbelievably excited. Um, to be able to go down to a magnificent stadium um, with a magnificent magnificent team like themselves. Um, for us, Breve can always go down an upset. I think that what you've got to realise in the top 14 is you never count a team out. Um, I think that... Mm-hmm. Um, I think We saw that. Yeah, yeah, you weekend. see that. I mean, Poe beat Montpellier last weekend and it's just like, you, and especially Montpellier at home and you think, well, look at their squad. They've got an unbelievable squad, but sometimes the the teams like your Bayon, your Poe, your Breve, um, they like to upset a few of the big names, you know. So, um, I think we as a team, we've got to be unbelievably excited and be ready to go down there and kind of put our bodies on the line because I think if we get a good start to the season, um, it can really put us in a good position for the rest of the season. And obviously, we've got two weeks now. Uh, this is our second game. Um, and then we've got two weeks off and then we go back into a run of games. So we can fully go down there, um, our, empty our tanks and really kind of give everything we need to in the game and kind of try and put ourselves in the best position for when we come back and play. And congratulations, Hayden, and uh, the whole team. <laughs> you are topping top 14 this week. Yeah, yeah I, know, I mean, I know, I know it's... <laughs> it's week one, but um, yeah, well, I think we'll take it at the minute. It's um, <laughs> it's it's nice to see ourselves up there, you know. Um, let's yeah. let's get through a few more games and see where we're at. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can um, keep playing well and, and keep performing and um, keep striving for more all throughout the season. What a great start! And what do you like the most about playing the top fourteen, Hayden? Uh, I like the experience that I'm getting. Um, for me, this move to France was about getting experience, understanding the scrum, because it predominantly the scrum in France is one of the best in the world. So for me, it's about understanding the scrum, understanding the way I play, kind of finding finding that balance between scrummaging and re- and really playing rugby. Um, so I think the experience of getting that knowledge is probably my favourite thing. Um, And yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the main thing for me is like just understanding. I think I can learn a lot about myself playing in a different country um, and, and really like um, finding out the best way for me to play. And what about the supporters from Breathe? Oh, I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. Um, they're some of the best in the Well, they were voted the best in the top 14. So um, That, that says a lot about um, the, the Brevists and the, the way they are. Um, every game they show up and, you know, we, we get, I mean, at the minute, obviously, with the restrictions, we, we're the only t- one of the only teams to be allowed 9,000. And that's because mm-hmm. everyone's sticking to the protocols and stuff like that. But, you know, whether there's 5,000 or 9,000 or 15,000, 
the, you, you don't know the difference because the, the crowd are so good and they're so loud. Um, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. I, I used to be probably one of the loudest the supporter at Saracen's ground yeah. myself. <laughs> I well, you know, you. <laughs> with a mum with a mum like mine, I think everyone who knows me knows my mum is very loud, and uh, they'll definitely know if she's at a game. So it, I'm kind of used to it, but you know, the, the crowd are great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I heard about your mom. She's absolutely your, no, your number one fan. <laughs> and um, regarding the song, I think they have got uh, three supporters, supporters songs they have. Ici, 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 c'est brive. Yeah, yeah, that's one. At, at yeah. Of there is um, a really lively song as well, which is Papa, Papaya as well. Yeah, and, and then Le Carez, that one. Oh yes, as well. so, so yeah. Play for our for our listeners, you know. So, so yes, it's what an experience you are having. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Hayden, you know, you got the, the weather, you got a, a great team to play with, um, got a nice food, um, you're you are going to get married soon, and your daughter is French now, I suppose. Yeah, well, technically she is French. Yeah, she was born in France, <laughs> so. Um, She's sitting here looking at me now. She doesn't understand what I'm saying, but <laughs> she oh. will in a few years, you know. But yes. um, yeah, she's technically French, so. Excellent. Well, very nice to speak with you. Um, yes, thank and, you so um, much. All the best for your game against uh, Bordeaux. I would really like to see an upset again. So if oh, can, that, uh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Feel that brief. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. No, thank thank you so best. much. Okay, so we've got uh, another busy weekend ahead then, starting tonight. Um, oh, tell me more, tell me yeah, more. Yeah, Poe uh, face Agen tonight, mm-hmm. and Racing 92 face Montpellier, so um, that should be a cracker in La Défense. And tomorrow, Toulouse are at home to La Rochelle, Bayonne face Clermont. And Bordeaux, Begler are at home to breathe. So, um, yeah, very fascinating uh, 24 hours. Yes, and to finish off, we will have Castres against La Rochelle on Sunday in the evening. And uh, and then the one to be uh, impatient about, it would be the game between Toulon versus Lyon on Sunday, Sunday evening. Ah, yeah, so, yeah. for me... I know it's one of the games you really want to watch. For me, from a personal level, you know, I'm really keen to see uh, Toulouse versus versus La Rochelle <laughs> yeah, because, be yeah, it's payback time because yeah. uh, um, you know La Rochelle basically got annihilated by Toulouse <laughs> during yeah. the front leg. They, they score nil point zero point. And <laughs> Stade Toulousain won, uh, scored, you know, 38. So it's, you know, payback time. And I, and from, um, from a point of view, you know, regarding Toulouse, I, I'm expecting to see some magic, I hope, you know, from, uh, from Dupont and so on. Yeah, so. well, hopefully they can keep 15 players on the pitch and, uh, 
<laughs> yes, let's hope. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm really looking forward to Toulon against Leon, mainly because um, two X starred my old favourites, um, Bastaro and Tuisova. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming back, coming back home. So I'm sure they'll get a very special pilu pilu to to welcome them back. That should be an absolutely cracking game. Ah, oh, can't wait, can't wait. And uh, what about on the international scene, uh, Mike? What has been happening? Yeah, it's been a busy, it's been a busy 24 hours actually, because the um, the new um, tournament, autumn tournament, was announced yesterday, all, all the fixtures for them, and France are going to be playing um, six games this autumn, mm-hmm. um, starting on the 24th of October at Stade de France. That will be a um, 9 p.m. kickoff, 8 p.m. Central European time. France against Wales at Stade de France. Uh, the week before the Six Nations final weekend where France play Ireland. Um, also at the Stade de France. Again, another nine o'clock kickoff. And then in this new tournament, um, remind me what it's called, Eight Nations tournament. Vie Nation, absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a new, new kid on the block, you know. Exactly. So France are playing Fiji on the 15th of November. Um, the FFR haven't announced the venue, but it it seems to be that it's going to be at Saint Etienne mm-hmm. at Gouffroy Richard Stadium. Yeah, that'll be a four o'clock kickoff. Um, definitely confirmed. France plays Scotland at Murrayfield on the twenty second of November at four o'clock, and then France face Italy on the twenty eighth of November. Again, a venue hasn't been formally announced, but it's pretty certain it's going to be the start of France, and that's at nine o'clock on twenty eighth of November. And uh, it's a bit of a sort of complicated process, but basically, if they qualify for the final. France will play on the 5th of November, either Georgia at Murrayfield, Ireland in Dublin, or Wales or England at Twickenham. Mm -hmm. So a bit of a complicated procedure, but um, plenty of uh, of international rugby head. Plus, France women have announced they're going to have a uh, two-match series against England, um, playing at home on the 14th of um, November and then playing the Red Roses at Twickenham on the 21st of November, uh, 12 o'clock kickoff ahead of um, England playing Ireland uh, in the international match. So, um, yeah, plenty of plenty of of international rugby ahead. And uh, it'll be really nice to see the see Le Bleu back, especially if they're going so well in the Six Nations. And then, of course, that defeat at Murrayfield um, rocked them a bit, so it'd be very interesting to see how they come back. Indeed, indeed, and I believe you will be at the Stade de France on the 31st of October to watch Les Bleus versus Ireland. I suppose, of course, you would be supporting Les Bleus. Oh, <laughs> Being oh, a absolutely, Welsh man. yeah, without, without question. <laughs> the only problem is, I'm not sure about the quarantine regulations, so it's going to be going to be a little bit hit and miss, but the game is, is going to be live on BBC, mm-hmm. so you can all watch it without any subscription or... Very um, good. So, so yeah, it should be a cracker. Okay, so are you ready for your French lesson now, Mike? Ah, oui, oui, madame. Oui. oui. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I found that, you know, a few few years ago, you know, there's some really good speaker um, 
who you know who are still in the rugby world who speak really well French, such as of course Johnny Wilkinson. He speaks French better yeah. than me now. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cockrell as well, who is managing oh, okay. the head coach of uh, of Edinburgh, um, and Mike uh, Mark McCall as well. You know, surprisingly enough, you know, he's very shy, very discreet, discreet oh, okay. uh, Saracen head coach. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, when I was speaking with Hayden Thompson Stringer. Uh, he told me that his French is not bad at all because he played for uh, in the south of west of France as well when he was uh, yeah. in his in his younger days. So, so my question for you is: da, 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 How do you say? How do you translate a loose head prop? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I think I, I, know, I, I, I know. I know. Prop is pilier. Very good. So I would imagine it's either. Left or right, so we go short. So is it correct? Pilier? And honestly, honestly, listeners, I I had no idea about this question, so it hasn't been rehearsed. I would, I think it's pilier droit. Yes, except <laughs> you say you say again, you say pilier droit because it's oh, masculine. Droit. Oh, sorry, because it's droit. un pilier, un pilier. Okay. So therefore, pilier you don't need droit. to put an e at the end. So it would be okay. un pilier droit. Oh, so I'm top of the class now, then. Yeah, lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky. Yeah, I'll have to be. I'll have to find something bit more difficult next. Oh, yeah, give me food and drink. That's my yeah. speciality. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so another busy rugby weekend ahead uh, for the French uh, top 14. Uh, you know what, Mike? I really wish you know I could watch again on on TV. But yeah. uh, you told me there are some games we can watch on on some apps now. Yeah, the Toulouse match um, against La Rochelle. Um, I was looking on their Twitter page last night, and they said they're going to show the game live on Twitter mm -hmm. and on their app, which is available. For, I know it's available from iTunes. It's probably available from some other providers, but they have promised to show that game live. So that will be that will be great. Oh, okay. I will definitely give a go. Absolutely, because we we need that. And you know, I'm I'm very surprised because there's so many foreign players. You got South Africans, you got some, um, some Georgian, some Italians as well. They can't really watch it. You know, they seem to have. We're not the only one to have that difficulty, which is yeah, a very such a, such a shame. Such a shame. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so um, your your conclusion, Mike. Well, I think, you know, the opening weekend was full of excitement and incident, wasn't it? It was just what we wanted after the long layoff. And, um, you know, it just really whetted our appetite for more, I think. I'm sure there'll be lots of ups and downs with with COVID, you know, sadly, but um, especially as winter approaches. But there's no doubt the top 14 is back with a bang. And, you know, we all can't wait for... For more of it to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I really hope, you know, I keep my finger crossed that the COVID situation is going is not going to derail the yeah. top 14. Uh, there's been some new regulation um, uh, from the Elena that were announced this week. Instead of having, uh, you know, three tests a week like they used to have, now they are going to have one test a week, two days before the match. Okay. And if three players are tested positive, you know, the match will have to be uh, rescheduled. Yeah. But so far, you know, we haven't heard anything. So it's all, all positive, you know. Oh, good, good. So, yes, let's keep our finger crossed. But it's, again, you know, so nice to see the top 14 back. And there's so much, so much passion over there. And you, as you can, as you were able to hear, you know, in the, in the, in the uh, interview, you know, um, I've had, you know, with them. Um, 
with Hayden, you know, talking about the, the supporters and yeah. so on. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a world apart, you know. It's no, just... it's great. It's great. It's a great escape to have, isn't it? You know, we've. Well, I think all all us rugby fans have missed have missed the game, and you know, just it helps you mentally, doesn't it? Just to have you know this this wonderful game back. Yes. Absolutely. Anyway, happy happy weekend. Uh, yeah. And let's speak again next week. Uh, to our yeah, it's catch-up. been great talking to you again, Veronique. And um, a bientôt. And we'll have an, another guest again. Surprise, surprise. Whoa. Who would it be? <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Les oiseaux du lac, pic, pac, pic, pic, glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong, mais boum. Quand notre cœur fait boum